Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to yet another episode on the Book Talkies Show. Today, I have my colleague Hayo Hayo Norman as a guest speaker, and he would be discussing about his book, which is called List of Tantra. Who who Hayo is the official translator for the original book written by a gentleman called as Christopher Wallace. And the name of the book is Tantra Illuminated. Hiyo, um, I think we have just met twice or thrice, but I, I, I first of all welcome to the Book Talkish Show, and secondly, you are a very interesting uh, human being. So I would pass over the mic to you, and <laughs> would encourage you not to talk about your professional life or talk less about your professional life, but really share your interest with the uh, audience. So Hiyo, over to you. Yeah. Yeah, as you said, we know each other from a business context, but it's not really what makes me, um, what drives me in the last years, and that's what you point to. But it's still okay, and uh, it's still uh, entertaining and fun to work with uh, different kind of professional contexts. Um, this context we talk about here is rather driven by my history and um, the from from when look at when, when I'm looking back at my whole life, it's really um, motivated by. A little bit of a traumatic start into life, which set me on a certain kind of combination of things: problematic nervous system and some some trauma causing things that would culminate into a uh, diagnosis for multiple sclerosis, maybe eleven years ago or something, which kickstarted a process in which I really thought, hmm, that's a great kind of being kicked in the ass, and really uh, need to do something about healing in general and maybe mm -hmm. that's what i'm really interested in how to heal from 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 all angles that are available right now so that would be including a lot of um health stuff in the area what is called now biohacking i'm very interested in how to heal on mitochondria level on, on nervous system level on the brain how to look at the brain looking at the brain a lot but also from a mm -hmm. trauma uh, and from a healing perspective, because um, I there were more and more books now and experts in the field of modern psychology that would be maybe based on concepts uh, that were written by the 30s or 40s. Maybe you have heard of uh, C.G. Jung, for example, uh, looking at the psyche in a way that would uh, look at different personas, different kind of parts that would drive us. and. I'm really at the moment very much looking for for years after years now at that angle in terms of stories that are baked into my psyche from childhood and also means then to deal with certain kind of triggers that would drive me into habitual patterns again and again, looking at how whom to you know uh, fall. You fall in love with or you know how mm. to react on a certain kind of uh, uh um, old pattern that triggers you like not the pattern that triggers you but the thing that triggers you causes a pattern of um both thoughts and reactions and i find that 
very interesting to 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 uh, heal from there. And then uh, I got into also spirituality and really looking into uh, the way how in Asia, because I was a little bit fed up with the Christian kind of systems, how in how Asia approaches um, spirituality. And that yeah, that started a process in which I was with my previous teacher, with a Tibetan uh, tantric teacher um, in the lineage of a very famous guy who was in USA in the 60s, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche. Uh, he was the teacher of many people very famous nowadays. Uh, maybe one of them is uh, Pema Chödrün, for example, if, if you heard about her. Okay. So uh, that got me into um, beautiful practices, learning to know my soma, learning to know my... I found something that is the heart as something palpably feelable, like distinctively there is different kind of flavors in the heart whenever I'm going there. And it was just completely absent when I started that and I, I discovered that it was like uh, something that showed up in a way or you know I like flared up in a way uh, that I couldn't feel before but then I started to feel the heart for example right so so it's one somatic place it's very interesting to play with and to give it its own space and these, these kind of and that's not my first pointer to what uh, I would call a tantra tantric approach is really a very um, confirming, positive, in terms of looking at the body and its uh, its issues and its its ways and so forth. A very uh, uh, the absence of any kind of evil, you know. So, but but really, really rather looking at your psyche and its its processes and its patterns and how to heal those. That's for me uh, maybe the essence of of what I would call a tantric approach. Uh, also, when you look at Indian. And Christian uh, means to uh, look at um, the heart and the soul, not really looking at something very above, like not, a, you know, a God far away that you want to reach, you want to uh, not looking at the heavens as a, uh, a means to uh, um, being drawn to and try to to uh, uh, approach, you know, but rather down to earth. And this in this moment, maybe Eckhart Tolle is also in the same kind of sphere, a kind of spirituality, really looking at how to be in this present moment. And also another main uh, breakthrough kind of approach to thinking about those things, rather shifting from a left brain, conceptual, mm -hmm. completely always judging, analyzing, constantly observing and saying no. <laughs> you know, if you if you look deep, you, you see there's a constant observer saying, nah, no, no, I want to I want to have it different. I want to have it more juicy, more quality, more beautiful. This is too little. And this kind of mindset is uh, uh, very much uh, left brain kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And the tantric approaches and the yogas, yoga meaning a, a system of uh, practices, uh, leading you to a, um, a more balanced or right brain kind of approach in which you would be able to get out of your head and into everything that is there right now, right? So that you would be, that it's very often more and more, I can feel that difference in very practical. Like right now you could just jump out of uh, listening to me and also encompassing Maybe there is uh, some bird, some something out there. You know, uh, if you would sit outside, you would feel the wind on your skins. Those things, right? So, so more um, and all encompassing what's happening right now versus being caught and in a way trapped 
into mm -hmm. left brain kind of approach. So, so maybe that's a good summary of what I found in Tantra. And then this new teacher, maybe seven, eight years ago, my, my, my now teacher, uh, or who is very um, interested in seeing the things I pointed to in books written maybe 1,900 in this kind of uh, time frame years ago by great philosophers who took many of the things you are uh, probably aware of uh, from, from early Indian uh, kind of uh, uh, shamanic and uh, mm. uh, maybe Shiva, Shiva, Shakti kind of based uh, uh, thinkings and conceptualize them long time ago. Like in the in, in Europe, there was nothing going on in that time, right? <laughs> that we had we had uh, uh, early Middle Ages in Europe, and at that time in India, these these guys were really um, writing the most amazing books and uh, psychology and you know inner child work, maybe like uh, 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 inner family. The notion of C.G. Jung that there is a self that is he always heal never heard but it's your essence maybe what's the buddha calling the buddha nature you know this kind of uh, uh, uh approach to um, healing is beautifully laid out in those very ancient texts over hundreds of pages which my, my teacher uh, uh harish Christopher Wallace uh, uh, now looks at and translates, and I like that a lot because it's it's giving giving me a beautiful foundation, and not having been dealing only with kind of modern kind of esoteric stuff, you know, but but really like a like an Asian kind of Bible in a way, <laughs> very systematic, uh, very deep, uh, and so forth. Yeah, that's that's maybe what came to. Bring to bring me to this book. Uh, this is the um, yeah the cover uh, on the iPad uh, of the German translation of uh, Tantra Illuminated. Fantastic, Hayo. Uh, it is really interesting to know that suffering and trauma can take you down a path where you may not have just imagined. Like sure. Tantra and maybe yoga. Those were probably not things which you would have ever thought you would go down that path. But here we are talking about uh, Tantra, which to a lot of people, as Kostub said, not a very popular sort of concept, uh, especially back in India. Yeah. But from what I sort of understand in the last few minutes that you have talked here is that there is a lot of healing power. There is a lot of consciousness that you have about your surroundings about yourself and it goes back thousands and thousands of years ago yep. where uh, and with the rich history which as indians we are really absolutely just proud of uh, that it sort of goes back to those days so it's really fascinating to know so while you've just touched briefly upon the fact that there is some enhanced observation power sort of realization which comes and then also the fact that there is some this is a new way of healing as well with you have found uh, some healing through this as well so just if you can sort of touch upon is this something you really need to go very deep into to be able to understand or is there something in here which everyone can really benefit from mm, great question what i'm doing in daily life now is applying certain aspects of it, of it to like just talking to people and very often people can take something away. Like, for example, one of the key things is really looking at stories and how much they drive us. 
uh, just now the the uh, conflict in in Israel, right? So so how many um, how much hatred is just cooked up by by uh, a story uh, fabricated by somebody else that lends with you, and then you want to create a bubble around you, and you you uh, if you really look deep, it's and one of the key takeaways I found, and I can translate that to people easily, is even in a child, a child like a 11-year-old, uh, I just heard the story of um, a daughter of my cousin who had her beautiful birthday, and at five minutes before 12, she wanted to watch a movie, and her mother wouldn't allow it, and her, her mind made it as the end of the world. Like, really, this is so unfair and all that. You know, it's a beautiful example. And that this is the way how we all run all the time. And I run all the time mm -hmm. uh, looking at uh, how much I'm driven by uh, stories my mind makes up based on patterns created maybe when I was a child or 12 years old or something like a like an observer, like a manager. And I really also get a lot from, from uh, you know, family books, you know, so so uh, really seeing that these stories are just fabricated and they are intrinsically not true, <laughs> never mm. true. So the more you feel when you when somebody challenges your story, you feel a deep emotion saying, yes, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, the, the more mm. that happens, the more it's actually not true. Uh, so there's no, th that's a good, good lackmus test for, for your, your stories versus a good argument. You know, there's always a good argument. But if you, if, if something deep, emotionally deep uh, insists that this is so true, it's always very fishy. And I, I really like to, to, to see that more. And since I see it more and more and more, it's the main process getting spiritually free is freeing myself from all those stories. And these kind of original teachings are deeply baked into that book. I, I just translated in terms of understand how there would be layers, you know, so there would be identification with certain kind of I am maybe body, like I am uh, too thin, or you know, I'm, I'm you know, uh, yeah. I'm beautiful, I'm not beautiful, uh, all that, or uh, I am what I have, and all that is really detailed beautifully in systems of again this in this case identif identification, and then there is also something I didn't touch uh, at uh, is there is the notion of God, but not a Christian kind of God of creator, but really like a permanent function creating sustaining but also creating illusion and maybe you heard about the buddha uh, with his maya concept of world in tantra it's a little bit different a little bit more positive it's not mm -hmm. the, like in buddhism there would be the devil being maya being the world uh, seducing him and in tantra it's more like a function of the goddess hiding herself from herself in a way <laughs> that's maybe not easy to understand but it's like and that's a concept you find also in the in the uh, in the jewish uh, kabbalah for example it's like if, if you are god and you want to create world and there is no devil you are everything so god is everything and then you in order to be like this bottle of water you must forget that you are actually god <laughs> So it's a function of God to to hide herself from herself from from being away of herself, right? Uh, and that's beautiful to understand. And then you say, ah, this is how it works. And then there is also her function of being um, uh, for, uh, remembering herself and as you, you know. So and then you come mm -hmm. back 
to your essence nature, what is again called Buddha nature, or your uh, in, in Tantra is also like the 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 essence of what you actually are. And then there is a beautiful discovery, and that's not easy to transmit to people. Come back to your question, because it's experiential, and there's so many layers of thoughts. It's not easy to access that. Some take some practice in meditation to access the awareness of everything is okay. Everything is space. Everything is being is in a way loved, <laughs> okay. and it's really just something I can just talk about. But it's it doesn't land if you don't experience it. So so so. But it's but it's that's also maybe interesting as a marketing point to that that's the reachable goal. So so now being on that path since seven years or something, I can access that right. So so it's beautiful to to have that. Yeah. Again, but 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 all, uh, to summarize your question, people get a lot from that kind of thinking if they if you if you tell them again and again this is another story and yeah. and then they can relax out of that story and they are happy so so maybe that's a good <laughs> so good there one. is some amount of investment that is required here it's yeah. you it takes a few years and then there are some specific techniques which you need to follow for some extended period of time to be able to have that heightened level of awareness yeah um yeah. so really interesting things you're talking about here hayo but i think i got really swayed away in this passion and passion about Tantra and all that you've been talking about. But just taking a step back, uh, it's very interesting to also know that you have done the German translation of Tantra Eliminated. So just want to also understand how did you get to know the author Christopher Wallace and how, did, how was that process and uh, how did you end up actually translating this? Was this after having a lot of interest in this concept that you ended up translating it or was it while you were reading it that you realized this is something you want to do and so how did that sort of come into picture and then we can definitely go back to the book as well because we have some very passionate but very fundamental questions as well about uh, tantra and how it sort of impacts the wider world sure yeah there's two books uh, he wrote and there's tantra illuminated and his other books uh, recognition sutra uh, i listened to mainly at um for example a long car ride in, in Thailand, two days mm -hmm. car ride, and um, it, it really uh, inflamed something and we um, triggered something. And then I was just following uh, the community loosely. And uh, he, Christopher Wallace, went to Portugal some years ago, four or five years ago, I don't know. And uh, I, I, I saw the video and I was attracted. And um, I just uh, went to a retreat uh, three years ago or something and uh, met him there. And he's like a sweet American guy, very, uh, very geeky, very lovely and uh, in my age and very relatable, you know, so not there is no hierarchy, no, no, no nothing. Uh, so I can easily talk to, to him. And I spent mm -hmm. actually, um, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time there at that uh, retreat center uh, uh, and learn to know his uh, community. And it just then was a question who would translate it. And I uh, was just applying to it. And I, I co-translated it with uh, Brigitte, um, who is a, a friend. And we, we are not, I'm not the only author, right? So, so there's mm -hmm. Brigitte Heinz, uh, who did also a beautiful um, uh, visual design of the book. And uh, yeah. so, so it's uh, and 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 it felt right to do it all the time. That's beautiful. Like uh, it felt like okay, uh, very 
lovely and easy and uh, interesting and never boredom some or something to to do that right so and it was just uh sweet is this is this like a like for like translation that you've done in german of the book or or is there some new experiences any modification that you made to the book while yeah. you were you did yeah. as well yeah yeah okay. we started always with the deepel which is a very good foundation and we went uh, word by word and there is many issues uh, we would face in german language that are not that dramatic in english language there would be mm. words that you would just um as a german reader don't like for even not easy to explain things very often based on christian kind of concepts so so there is no uh, different like the word um grace is beautiful word in german is just not landing well as gnade which is like uh, something uh, really uh, overlaid by christian concepts uh, with a mm -hmm. with a god that is nice to you in a way uh, um, some way somehow uh, very often you can't even tell exactly what is wrong with the word so so we really uh, needed to find a way to make it readable and worked hard on that one um, to to make it like uh, like being myself really even driven away from reading by by certain words so so we really fought hard on uh, phrasing things in a in a way that i would then like to read in myself right so so i hope that people um see that and feel that because mo many many uh spiritual books are in that realm that would be problematic to read in germany much worse so i always read in english that's the reason why <laughs> how you were you have you always been a spiritual person to some extent, I, uh, my mother was Christian and uh, I read the Bible when I was 11, uh, half of the Bible. And then I divorced mm -hmm. from, from Jesus uh, when I was 16. And then I, um, so then I was a long phase of not touching that much. I was reading a little bit of Dalai Lama, but but not so much. No, it was really like my mom passed away also um, before I get that, um, got that uh, diagnosis. And mm -hmm. that it started um, some some things, and we uh, uh, yeah freed me, and and then there is grace also. <laughs> yeah, you can experience if you feel it like that. I, the the reason I ask you this is I I believe that as an individual you don't really sway away from your core belief system. It's not like someone who is a radical atheist will become or. Maybe, I mean, but from my vantage point, from my limited experience, it's very difficult to sway away. Is this safe to assume that you were maybe from childhood or from your earlier age, you were groomed to be in a particular way, which probably you accepted as well. You did not reject it. And unfortunately, the the, the autoimmune disease, multiple scler sclerosis just accelerated your spiritual journey and yeah. probably took you where you are right now is it safe to assume yeah everything you say is, I, I would i would uh, um, agree to yeah and i would see it as a blessing this uh, because it, it didn't do any harm it was very early um they found something in a diagnosis for adhd and um, mm -hmm. uh, so so no harm done uh, but it was just the beautiful most beautiful kind of kick my ass thing so so i don't know how sometimes you you experience things that you can't if you think about it you can't design better you know so so <laughs> hmm. this is perfect uh, it's like not not you know like a terminal kind of uh, uh, cancer or something but 
yeah, so so something that just says no, you must change. Uh, I will have the opportunity to change. I can take that. <laughs> right. <laughs> must right. Do it. So and, and must. I would I, I would maybe maybe interchange the word change with growth in your case yeah. because as yeah. it, it it was a trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're reached a stage where you can so such such complicated words, such simple yet complicated words like Maya, mm -hmm. you have a completely different spin to it mm -hmm. as what I would have thought. Mm -hmm. Right. I would want to go back to another yet yet another interesting word, okay? Which is yeah. in Hindi is called as bhakti. Bhakti. Yeah. Right. I don't know the English translation. Andrew, do you know what, what no... do we say? No, there's devotion. no English. No, it's uh, devotion. devotion to, but devotion, uh, devotion is the, is close. Uh, but okay. lots of there's there's a lot of love, which is not necessarily hmm. in devotion. I'm I'm uh, uh, you know my my previous teacher Reggie Ray appointed me to Ramakrishna, who is uh, maybe the godfather of devotion and bhakti, and uh, yeah, the person who loved his goddess uh, Kali. Uh, and then I, I I got so intrigued because it was so beautiful, and I I felt so uh, at home with his kind of mindset that this is then uh, also uh, for me. Um, as a consequence, being uh, the goddess, uh, also for his story reasons, because I, I watched the movie uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when I was 16 years old as my first big movie in theaters. Um, and this kind of weird kind of how she plays, I, I really enjoy that personally. So, so uh, you know, uh, exactly when I divorced from Jesus Christ. So, so, so there was no notion of a goddess in the movie, but mm -hmm. there was a kind of funny kind of remembrance of, of that. So, so, and then uh, I met uh, and I, um, I was uh, exposed to Ramakrishna and read read his biography, and uh, mm -hmm. I really uh, it's something I can highly recommend to to play with. And uh, he's. Uh, uh, the person who embodies bhakti because he's completely 100% devoted to his goddess uh, mm. and there is the exclusivity in his life uh, that is really beautiful like like and maybe that's also big north star for me uh, we all live in mm. a world and we can most of us decide maybe to play spirituality by going to a retreat once a year you know or do some meditation half an hour a day or something and what I find beautiful in his kind of approach to bhakti is uh, radical uh, being focused on that. Like like everything else is just a gift and sweet, but only being devoted uh, makes him uh, and uh, like consumes everything he would be identified with. And that's coming back to the stories. Stories mm. are about identification as well. And uh, we are dismantling them again and again, deeper and deeper. And then seeing that the, the the only way out is being 100% identified with goddess or whatever, the self or Buddha nature or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Uh, God, Jesus, I don't care. Uh, but it's like Jesus is a little bit uh, different because he's like a god outside. But but Kali and the kind of um, bhakti uh, that would be practiced in a non-dual kind of mindset. And I don't know hmm. if you can relate to that. Um, but that would be really you are devoted then to your own essence, nature, your your own self in a way. So so she's not something outside, and that's mm. also something that the mind takes some time to 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 um, to work with. Uh, but in a way, yeah, in a way, then the goddess, uh, Ramakrishna was pointed to in bhakti is 
very related to what C.G. Jung would call the the self. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so how and how does your book, uh, List of Tantra or Tantra Illuminated, touch upon this topic, this world? Yeah. Bhakti? How how does it how does it capture this? Very of very interesting uh, because there is a uh, in in Shaiva Tantra, which is the uh, philosophy and spirituality that the book is about. There is uh, some bhakti, but a little bit less uh, hot. And as always, it's really uh, if you look at modern kind of approaches to awakening mm. from that angle, there could be a more kind of bhakti devoted, hot kind of uh, emotion to 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 you, goddess or god, whatever uh, can be Shiva, then care. Uh, uh, and there is this kind. Of, this is a little bit of a flavor versus uh, looking at awareness as the main thing again and again and again like uh, awake to awareness itself less devoted let less being focused on devotion so it's a it's a little bit of a, a fine line that is reflected uh, very often when we are in retreat in this spirituality sometimes it's more bhakti sometimes less bhakti my teacher mm. sometimes more sometimes less it's a it's a flavor kind of thing also and you could mm. yeah so so then if you are really into certain kind of Indian bhakti, uh, like in the Ramakrishna mission tradition, you would have much more focus on the Puranas, like the, the stories around the goddess, you know, so so you would learn about her much more, a little bit more. Uh, but then in Tantra also you point to that. So if you look at the Tibetan Tantra uh, images of God, it's also about finding true awareness through those very detailed images, right? So if you look at the Tara or like a, a, mm. a Google, those uh, Buddhist uh, gods or uh, Hindu um, gods. So it's it's uh, it's it's mm. not, not hard boundaries, I would argue, maybe. But yeah, some and I, I play myself sometimes more bhakti, sometimes more awareness. So it's. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm debating on, on that point and so the reason that we really went blank in this conversation was, at least for me, um, this is absolutely new area. Spiritualism, um, Tantra as a positive term, Bhakti, these are very used and abused words back, you know, back where I come from. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I need to ask this question because I, no. I need to think about this rationally. Um, and let's say if I were to pick up this book, okay, I, I, I'm trying to make my mind, okay, what will make me pick this book up is, is like in, in, in our consulting term, right? As is to be, right? What were you and what have you become now? It becomes very really easy for us when we uh, pick up any um, self-development book, you know, and okay, you were not doing this, now you're doing this. So it's a growth. I, I know it's it's a very hard question, Hayo, because you it it's it it is it won't you won't be able to probably won't be able to explain this. Okay, I grew up this way, or this is what has happened with me. But what should a reader expect from this book? And what hmm. do you think would be that positive change that you know that they expect from such some some books like these? Yeah, and before what, what you sort we, of answer yeah. that, Hayo, I. I want to support Kostup's point, but also probably make it a little more easier for you to answer this question as well. So my, my my fundamental question is, does spirituality 
in a world where we are with so many options in terms of professions, what you can do out of the possible, there is, at least in, in my friend circle, in the overall community where I am, if I talk to people, there is that conversation which is actively happening about purpose. What is my purpose? I don't want to do something just for the heck of doing it. If it and it it's it's become a lot more up open in terms of this conversation post COVID because people have realized oh I can do this I can do that I can do this and that uh, as well so might as well do something which aligns with my purpose. So if I go back to this book in the context of this book, does spirituality does tantric practice actually help you? Think more clearly, have associated yourself with a purpose, which could be one of the things which Kostov says, right? As is to to be. You are able to now think or identify yourself with a purpose. It could just be spirituality. It could just be bhakti for yeah. that matter. Yeah. Just devotion to God could in yeah. itself be a purpose. But it could also be outside of that, that you are now much, there is heightened awareness. You're able to think better. You're able to do better. And then that is the output which comes from this book. So, is that one of the things I'm trying to answer yeah. for Kostub yeah. as well, but I'm also posing a question to you. Yeah. In that. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, uh, you would learn in uh, this kind of spirituality that what you call now purpose might be just a story. Might be, might be just something age old in you that uh, wants to be like in my case, Lots of purpose is about finding uh, love in a way, and a big part of that would be just dismantled now as uh, it's it's trying to find love outside, where actually the only way I can really find it is inside. For example, this is a good example for very personal kind of uh, purpose that I would just uh, deconstruct by just investigating and seeing that it's just a story. Hmm. And very, very charged story, very, very old charged story from early childhood, right? So, so um, uh, there is something to be found that needs to be found. And if I don't find it, my life is a failure uh, and it's love and a certain kind of quality of love and stuff like that. And then, uh, so, so this points me to, this is all we talk about is about freeing yourself, myself from patterns and stories that would strict, restrict me. It's called a vikalpa in, in, in Sanskrit. It's something that um, you are the, you are a slave of in a way. Mm. A good example is a manager who would have a management style of uh, using aggression in a not consciously decided way, but being driven by it. And then this would restrict her being a good manager or him, you know? So it's like really something that uh, limits your freedom to act as you want to act because you, uh, there's one part of you that wants to act in a, a sovereign free way, but then your psyche uh, prevents you from being that free. In my in that big one is for me sports. Like I until now I have really problem getting into sustained kind of sports. Something prevents me from doing that. So it's like a systematic preventing mechanism. I see very so very you're clearly. You're almost like a slave to an yes. imagined personality that you have, and then yes, you want to try and be a little different from that, but you're not able to because you have this perspective that this is how I am, and this is how I react in these sort of situations. Yes. 
Yes, okay. and that's how we all are. I, I would argue that's how how that would, uh, yeah. So 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 then it's really uh, learning. There is the notion of free more important than even awake. Awake is also a nice word, but but let's say enlightened is not a word very popular nowadays anymore. But uh, again, awake meaning awake from a, a dream, free for, meaning free from my own patterns. All that is very popular in many, many books. Uh, lots of great podcasts at the moment on uh, getting free. And the key thing maybe to some to ask both of your questions is that many of the main thought leaders and teachers in that realm of teaching you how to get free would, uh, if you if you ask them, have a, uh, uh, many of them are um, based in exactly Shaiva Tantra, like the uh, there are some cer certain books very popular in this kind of realm, uh, and uh, so 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 if you really dig deep, like pe people, uh, I can name many many people uh, who are at the moment uh, spiritual leaders uh, are in that tradition, and the book we talk about is one of the most uh, solid, or yeah, one of the most solid, um, very uh, you know in a way also scholar kind of uh, uh, approaches to that. It's really uh, not, that's the thing for me as a sucker for quality. Uh, it's not just uh, fabricated by one person living in this, but really by somebody who went for 30, 40 years deep into those texts. He is uh, one of the best uh, Sanskrit guys and really, uh, you know, uh, uh, giving you a foundation thousand years old. And I love that for, for me, let's, let's, and many people like that. Because it's then uh, something again. Mm, I have a big problem with with all those kind of esoteric blah blah blah, and also the other side of tantra is called neo tantra, and so for lots of blah, lots of esoteric uh, bullshit in a way, uh, you know. And that kind of th this book and this kind of uh, Shaiva tantra as a as a system of uh, how to look at the world. Uh, is a, one uh, freeing you from all the problems with Christianity and uh, Western kind of um, uh, problems, also being driven by a, a problematic kind of uh, uh, thinking about time being very important, what happened in the past being very important, what will happen, and really uh, getting you into this moment, uh, what Eckhart mm -hmm. Tolle calls the now. But yeah, so so in a way, it's more systematic, deeper, philosophical kind of under current below many many things you are exposed uh, if you if you if you go into modern podcasts and books and so forth so so, so it's more focused than on academia and then also like so if, if academic I, foundation and from it. that you can build on it gives you as maybe somebody who is more left brain conceptual and needs that gives you a solid foundation versus just something claimed or you know uh, by a guru transmitted or something but but you can you can really yeah so so for the wider reading community uh, i think it's probably i'm not sure if you've read this book already it's the homo sapiens of tantra i would say based on facts based on reality sort of analyzes what has happened until now and then build a solid yeah. foundation for you now yeah. to yeah that's think how about it's recognized a lot yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah I mean, just for, uh, just to close it also, there are many uh, translations of those kind of texts, but then on a less than perfect kind of uh, understanding of Sanskrit. So mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it is, uh, 
there's this beautiful text, very poetic, but you know, uh, it's uh, you you've, when you know that this text is has has an actual semantics, an actual meaning uh, that the author really talked thought even then the transmission through layers of misunderstanding into English also gets lost. And then I really enjoy being on the fair, uh, solid foundation of somebody who really thought about those uh, concepts deep. That's the thing, right? So it's a matter of choice. Yeah. And this is incredible how, I mean, I, I believe someone, you're, you're not just a receiver because I, I, we can sense that this has transformed your life to quite an extent and you're not just absorbing this but you're also seeding your uh, skills and maybe growing this helping helping this 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 topic reach out to a wider audience so that's why your translation effort is much much appreciated so thank you for that maybe maybe a last question before we get get into the, to the other segment right okay what can i learn from this book don't take your story so seriously. <laughs> I think we are living in a world in uh, which it's imp very important for everybody to find a way, uh, like what we call uh, media. Um, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, like, like we need, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. being, being, being um, on the driver's seat while being exposed to all that media we have uh, we are exposed right now so mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a matter of sovereignty also i think it's a very important term i use a lot in uh, my my um my it kind kind of consulting whether you want to be sovereign over your processes and data in this context maybe you want to be sovereign over your stories or whether you want to have them being driven by both things one is your childhood and the other is by external manipulation, which gets more and more uh, dangerous. So, so, so sovereignty over your mind and your decisions and your reactivity patterns uh, is maybe something uh, that can be encouraged by 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 that book and by by good spirituality. I would argue, yeah, not being, you know, also not believing in the dogma dogma of any kind of spirituality. That is also very dangerous. Okay. So, so, yeah. yeah. So more uh, getting to your core, to your essence, to whatever. And then if that sparkled some uh, curiosity, it's it's a, it's a, a beautiful process that, that mm. along the path is also joyful. That's maybe another thing. It's not like uh, you need to be liberated or awake or whatever. And from then on, everything is perfect before everything is hell. Yes, there is some hell if you really look you know, uh, below the uh, um, uh, normal patterns of uh, thinking. If you go deeper, you 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 are exposed to your uh, actual heart and to your wounds and so forth. It's part of that process also. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, if you are willing to go there, then it's very fruitful. That's the maybe that's the promise. So it's uh, for any kind of suffering, pain. This is a very very sound um, means to tackle it. Uh, again, it's not the uh, only one, it's not the best one, but it's a very sound one, I would argue. Yeah. And the very, very beautifully complementing also modern Buddhism, which is uh, a flavor, and this is a little bit different flavor. This has been a joyful conversation, Hayo. I, I, we wish, at least from the book talkie side, we wish uh, whatever effort that you put in into this into this book, uh, it helps you reach out to the to a wider audience. We really wish that this book is successful, not only in the German community, but also in the global community as well. 
so thank you very much for spending time. But this is not the end of the our show, by the way. I mean, you know, because we 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 just focused on your effort on on uh, designing and creating the the list of tantra, the German version of tantra eliminated. And you you are a a deep deep reader of a wide variety of topics. The next round is what we call as a rapid fire. Very simple questions. Um, it's an interesting one because people will get to know you through uh, through this through this segment, or right. and get to know your reading habit. So we, I'll I'll ask you a set of questions, maybe five six questions, yeah. and whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, just spit it out. Yeah. 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 Super. Okay. First question: a fiction book versus a non-fiction book versus a graphic novel. Which one will you choose? The uh, non-fiction book at the moment. Non. But, okay, but, okay. but always uh, uh, having spent a lot of time with uh, with uh, uh, comics. But if this is now my priority at the moment, yeah. Okay. All right. My second question: Your favorite book of your your favorite nonfiction book of this year of 2023? Yeah. Uh, one of them is really Awake by Angelo Di Lulo Lolos. I think his last name. I love his uh, podcast also, and, and it's really okay. complimenting whatever we talked about beautifully because his podcast and the book is like snippy kind of pointers you can play with um, while on the way to work and so forth. I really love the guy. Um, so so one of the uh, main teachers, uh, and that's maybe also a good sign of good spirituality that it's like a, more like a complementary system and not just one teacher, you know, getting you to be his yeah, so that's okay. a great one. Many your, others. Yeah. Your your favorite. So I'm going to your graphic novel uh, yeah. uh, habit. Your favorite graphic novel. Yeah, that would be from hell, probably. If there's one one graphic novel, because it's so uh, amazing. Um, it's it's also even as a book in general, the book in which on each page you would need to spend a lot of time thinking. Uh, otherwise, mm -hmm. you just don't get anything from it, right? So. Uh, uh, you know, a spin on um, conspiracy theories and all that uh, from 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 an interesting angle. Uh, so, so that's it's. I think I get most of what I want from uh, from like the dark. The, also, I love the uh, you know, I love the Victorian age and I love the uh, the gloom and horror in these. I, I love the horror uh, kind of graphic novels a lot. So <laughs> yeah. Some part of my heart yeah. that likes that and the complexity and the and the art. Yeah. I think that the last time we met, you, you told me about this, and this is in my on my reading list right now because I, I love V for Vendetta. I love uh, uh, the Watchmen, written by Alan Moore, fantastic yeah. book, and I think this yeah. get this the, is get the, the one the, which uh, get the uh, uh, about book also. Like there's a like a, there's a book that uh -huh. uh, goes into each uh, page uh, and explains uh, and the backgrounds and so forth. It's uh, it's uh, it's a very sweet. But again, it's it's. We live in such a fast light, uh, world, and this one is such an uh, antidote to that. It's really um, forcing you into slow, slow, slow. Otherwise, yeah. it's just uh, not right. <laughs> Next question. In your free time, what will you choose? Reading a book or watching a movie? They're reading a book at the moment, yeah. At the reading moment, it's book. like okay. that. It was different also. Yeah, I changed a little bit, yeah. Okay, all right. Do you have any favorite author? If yes, then who would that be? I'm many, doing too many. No, I have. Um, uh, yeah, I like uh, Michel Verbeck, for example. Uh, I, I, I read okay. all his. I would 
read everything from Michel Welbeck. That is maybe one of the uh, guys I, I uh, it's it's depressing and uh, hard, but uh, also entertaining. There is something entertaining in reading uh, Michel Welbeck. I don't know if you feel you about it. Um, so okay, okay. Second last question. Um, uh, reading a book, hardcover or over on your Kindle? Which Absolutely you the Kindle. I have no physical books. Ah, I, I I'm the same, Hayo. I, I I relate to you pretty much, pretty closely. Very nice. I and have, your last uh, question. Uh, I spent maybe, yeah. I think I spent uh, 60 or more thousand euro on, on a Kindle. Uh, so so it's like an endless, I, I will not be able to read my books I have right now. I need to, that's a pattern I have for my dad. It's, it's a story and a pattern. It's like a habit, but it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, last question. Irrespective of the mood, which is your go-to book? Which is the book that you would want to go back to again and again. Yeah, there's a very beautiful uh, Bhakti book. Uh, it's Hymns uh, to Shiva, I think it's called. Uh, and it's okay. a beautiful book for remembering me and giving me the right mood. It's a mood creating book for Bhakti. Beautiful. And there's many, many books like that. There is beautiful Bhakti books, but this one I love a lot. It's like, uh, oh, please don't let me always forget you, you know, and then um, Gives you is like a sweet kind of mood uh, being devoted, and uh, that's what I uh, come back again and again uh, every half a year at least or something. And uh, really, uh, very enjoy. sweet. Kudos to you, Hayo, uh, for playing a rapid fire like a rapid fire. So well done there. <laughs> and uh, you are not just a receiver of tantric information and practices, but an active transmitter of that as well. Thank you. And the book, Tantric Illuminated, is from all the conversation we've had thus far, there are only upsides of reading this. There is just so much to learn for all of us. And uh, personally for me, learning German and then reading the German translation might be a very difficult task. So I will end up picking up the English version by Christopher Wallace and uh, sure. hopefully learning a little more about uh, heightened awareness and the a little more about spirituality but right. it's been a very fun conversation we absolutely love the passion and all the perspective that you have about tantic practices thank you very much for making the time and it's just been a pleasure having you on the book talkies thank you it was a pleasure being with you and i wish you all the good luck and uh, success for that podcast it's fun to, to listen to it thank you very thank much you.